Masechet Pesachim has been dedicated by Mr. Ike J. Shechebar in honor of his grandparents, Mr. Ike and Jeanette Bibi. We bless Mr. Ike Shechebar, who's been a sponsor of the Dafyomi for many uh, days. They should continue to enjoy success, health, and happiness. May his grandparents also enjoy much nachat from him as well as all their grandchildren and may they only share in semachot for the entire family. Amen. Daf Sadi Tet. Today's daf has been dedicated by Dr. Isaac Meddeb and his wife Lily in memory of Moshe ben Rachel Man. Ruach Hashem Tanihenu Began Eden Amen. Today's daf is being studied the Alunishmat Hakam Baruch Rafael bin Miriam and Avraham bin Esther. Ruach Hashem Tanihem Began Eden Amen. We are starting on Sadi Khet Amudbet and we begin in the Gemara three lines from the bottom. Tarula Banan Amar Lahen so we had a case in the Mishnah, which is now being reiterated in the Braita, where let's say you had a group that was registered on a Qurban Pesach, they lost the Qurban Pesach, so um, they told the Shaliyah, uh, go and find the Qurban Pesach, and if you find it, so then we're registered uh, with you. And he told them, and if you bring a Qurban Pesach, have me in mind. So each one uh, registered each other on uh, whoever brings the Qurban Pesach. So the Braita says, Amar lahin, where the Shaliyah told them, Ve'amru lo, and they told him, so then the deen is, Ochel min arishon. So the rule is, whoever slaughters first, the Qurban Pesach, that's where everybody is registered on. Lo amar lahen velo amru lo, enam ahraim zelazeh. If nobody said anything to anybody, they didn't tell him to register them, and he didn't tell them to register him. So nobody's responsible for each other. In that case, everybody is on their own. Comes again, says, Mikan Amru Hachamim. It is from here that the rabbi said, That silence is fitting for the wise. Kavachomer Latepeshim. Or the more so for the fools. Shane Emar, like the Pasuk says in Mishleh, Evil Maharish Hacham Yehashev. Even a fool that keeps silent, people will think that he is wise. Now, where did they learn this principle, the rule of the value of silence from this case? So that she says, Mikan Amru. Davar Amru Amar Takana. Which means, in the case where they both talked, you register me and I'll register you. So there, one of the Qurban Pesachs are going to be invalid. Because you only get to bring the first one. The second one that was brought already is uh, taken to Beta Sereva. Because they talked and said, I, I'll be with you, you'll be with me. They both designated each other. So they have a problem with one of the Qurban Pesachs. However, in the case where they kept quiet... But they didn't say anything. The Sharia didn't designate them, they didn't designate the Sharia, the deen is what? Both Qurban Pesachim are valid. The Sharia's Qurban Pesach is valid, and the rest of the group, when they find the Qurban Pesach, it's also valid. There is no invalid Pesach. So you see, sometimes silence is better than talking. They talked, as a result of their talking, now they invalid, invalidate one Qurban Pesach. By not saying anything, both Qurban Pesachim are going to be good. So, sometimes silence is more fitting. says, Let's review, that was the last case of our Mishnah. You have two guys 
that mixed up their Qurban Pesach, Reuven and Shimon. They both were uh, had a Qurban Pesach, respectively, and their Qurbanot got mixed up. So the Mishnah said, in this case, Reuven goes to the market and uh, takes uh, Levi with him. And tells Levi, you're now registered with me, wherever my Qurban is. And Shimon does the same thing. Shimon goes to the marketplace and he takes Yehuda. And he tells Yehuda, listen, you're registered with me wherever my uh, Qurban is. Okay, now each one takes a respective Qurban. After they do that, Reuven then goes to the uh, Qurban where Yehuda is. And Shimon goes to the Qurban where Levi is. And Reuven tells Yehuda, Listen, if we pick the right korban, which means if when we, each one arbitrarily took a korban, if we pick the right one, so then uh, I am pulling away from that korban, and I'm joining you on this korban. Because if we pick the right korban, now I'm on the wrong one. This is not, this is not mine. Mine was uh, the one over there. I moved away from that korban. So if I was right when we picked, I'm pulling away from that korban, and I'll be registered with you, Yehuda. Shimon says the same thing, I'm sorry, yes, Shimon says the same thing to Levi. Shimon says, listen, if we picked the right korban, so then I'm pulling away from that korban, and I'm going to be registered with you. And then they both tell each other, again, uh, the Uven tells Yehuda, and if I picked the wrong korban, which means that this one is the real korban that belongs to me, so then you're registered with me. You'll be with me instead of um, you'll pull away from your korban and you'll be with my korban. That's basically the way the Mishnah said to alleviate a problem of having an ownerless korban. So therefore, you have to take somebody from the marketplace. So comes the Gemara and says, "Let us say the Mishnah is not following the opinion of Rabbi Yehuda. Why?" Detanya, because we have a brayta. Let's say you have a korban, and you have registrants on the korban, but let's say you have too many people, and uh, you need to, let's say, uh, the sheep is not big enough, and therefore you want to get rid of some of the people that are in the group. So, if let's say you're in a situation where you need to, um, uh, let's say, uh, minimize your group, so the Mishnah says, It is permissible to uh, diminish some of the people from the group. How do you do that? So long as... One of the original members of the group remains on the Qurban, it's Kashir. Devre Rabbi Yehuda. That's the opinion of Rabbi Yehuda. That while you're allowed to diminish members away from the group, but you always have to keep at least one of the original members there. Rabbi Yosei Omer, Ubilvad Shelo Yanihu Etapesah Kemochehu. Rabbi Yosei says, no, you don't have to have any of the original members on a group. You just need to make sure that you always have at least somebody that is uh, registered on the Qurban Pesach. Even if it's a new person, but somebody always has to be on the Qurban Pesach. So we have a great mahluk between the Biyuda and the Biyuseh. In the case we have, let's say, ten members uh, of a family uh, registered on the Qurban Pesach. And now, let's say, they want to diminish the group. Let's say uh, uh, the, uh, the, the sheep is not so big. So therefore, they need to have a smaller group. So the Biyuda says, you can get rid of uh, up to nine of those members. However, you have to keep at least one original member on the Qurban. Whereas the BOC says, no, you don't have to keep any original members on the Qurban. So long as somebody remains on the Qurban, which means, in that case, you would join, let's say, one more member, and then you get rid of all ten. So now already, you have at least somebody that is still registered on the Qurban, even though he was not one of the original members. That's the mahluk between the B 
Yehuda and the Biyosir. Now let's analyze what the Gemara is saying. Matnitin to look at the Biyuda. The Mishnah is not going like the Biyuda. Why? Because according to the case that we just said, it's quite possible that you're not going to have any original members on the Korban. How? Let's go again. The Uven arbitrarily takes a Korban. Shimon arbitrarily takes a Korban. Reuven takes a guy from the marketplace, a new guy, uh, Levi, you come with me. Wherever my korban is, you're with me. Uh, he's not an original guy, he's a, a new guy. Uh, Shimon does the same thing, Yehuda, you're on my korban, wherever my korban is. Again, he's not an original guy, he's a new guy. Now in the case that they picked the wrong korban, so now Reuven says, uh, Reuven goes to Yehuda. Right, let's get the case clear again. They both take the korban. The Uven standing with uh, Levi, Shimon is standing with Yehuda. Then the Uven switches, and the Uven and Shimon switch. The Uven goes to Yehuda, and he tells Yehuda, "Listen, if we picked, if me and Shimon picked the wrong korban when we just took the arbitrary korban, if we were wrong, so that means uh, uh, that this korban is my korban right now. If we were right." That means this korban over here is not mine. Now in that case, if we were right, when we picked our korban, that we picked the korban that originally belonged to us, that means now I'm standing in front of a korban that's not mine. So now I'm desisting from that korban, and I'm going to put myself on this korban. Now this korban now has two guys that were uh, non-original owners. Reuven was not the original registrant on this over here, as well as, as well as, uh, the, the Yehuda, which means these people over here are not the original owners. According to the B Yehuda, you need to have at least one of the original owners on the Korban. So the Gemara would say, our Mishnah is not going like the B Yehuda. Let's read that inside the Nashi. Look at the Nashi. They look at the B Yehuda. It's the third line. For sure, as she tells you, the two guys they bring it from the shuk, they're not considered original registrants. Because since they weren't there at the time that you designated the Qurban. What, what makes a guy an original registrant? At the time you take the Qurban, who was there? These guys, uh, Levi and Yehuda, you didn't take them until after. So that's clearly assumption of the Gemara at this point. Now, the she says a little way down, Vinimsa, I'm just continuing a little down in the she first word on the line, She'imuhlifu bish'at shahita al tenai, which means, let's say, uh, they each guy took their korban, like I told you, Reuven took his korban, Shimon took uh, his korban, right? Or an arbitrary korban, and then they switched. Reuven went to the uh, korban, other korban, and Shimon goes to the other korban. And then what happened, They, if they had picked the right korban, right, originally when they took it, now when they switch, they're at the different korban that was not there, so they pull off their original korban. So the event says, okay, I'm away from my, uh, my original korban, I'm going to be now part of this animal over here. And what? He has uh, Yehuda as a partner. Yehuda is going to be with him. So now you have a korban that doesn't have any of the original owners. that she says, in ehad mirishonim kayam alav. You don't have any of the Rishonim that are Kayam. Reuven is not an original owner of this Korban. And uh, Yehuda that's with him is not an original owner of the Korban. Because in that case, Reuven uh, tells uh, Yehuda, I'll pull away from my Korban and I'm going to be with your Korban. So now you have the animal over here that Reuven is not an original owner. Because he made the mistake when 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 he when he when when, oh, no actually wait when he picked the, he picked the right one but now that he switches over to the korban of uh, you uh, of, uh, of the other korban of his uh, friend so that that happens to be 
not the Qurban that he originally chose. So the only way he can eat from this Qurban is he has to say, I'm out of the other one, and I'm with this one. And he's eating with Yehuda. So if the Gebra say that that's a legitimate case, that must be not according to the Yehuda. You can eat from a Qurban that does not have an original registrant involved in it. So comes the Gebra says no. Gebra says no. Gemara says, Amar Rabbi Yohanan, Afilutema Rabbi Yehuda. You can even say that the Mishnah is going like Rabbi Yehuda. Kevan de Amar Rabbi Yehuda. En shuhatin eta Pesach ala yahid. No, Rabbi Yehuda has another law. You cannot slaughter the Qurban Pesach for an individual. You need at least two guys on a Qurban. That's his deen. Me'ikara... Originally, you needed to have at least two guys on the Qurban. So therefore, when Reuven tells Yehuda, listen, if we picked the right Qurban, in the original uh, pick, and now I'm standing in front of the Qurban, that's not mine, so I'm pulling away from there, I'm going to be registered on this Qurban, and... You yourself, you're here already. You're on this Qurban over here. Yehuda is going to be considered an original registrant. Why? Because Reuven needs Yehuda in order to make this Qurban valid. Because without two guys on the Qurban, according to the Yehuda, the Qurban is not legitimate. You can't have a group of one guy. So since you need him from the inception, he's considered like an original owner. So therefore, in this case, Obey Yehuda is considered part of the Qurban from the beginning. So it's not like you're leaving a Qurban without an original owner. He's considered as one of the members of the original group. Look at the Rashi, on the second column in Rashi. Kevan Damar of Yehuda. Beperkin from the inception, you're going to need to take another guy over here. Which means, even if the Qurban never got mixed up. Which means, even if the event knew who his Qurban was, Shimon knew his Qurban was, it doesn't matter. Still, you needed to take two guys from the marketplace. Because you cannot have one guy on a Qurban. The guy that they take from the marketplace, which means, when the event says, listen, uh, uh, Levi, you're with me wherever my korban is. And Shimon says, Yehuda, you're with me wherever my korban is. That already is considered an original member. So therefore, So therefore, they considered from the original Group and therefore, no matter how you're gonna go over here, you're always gonna have a member of the original. Either the Uven's gonna be on his korban, and he was always on his korban, or Yehuda is always gonna be on his korban, or Shimon's always gonna be on his korban, and um, and Levi is gonna be on the korban. Either one, one of the two. Of course, uh, again, I want, I want I want to speak the, the case out clearly so you can understand exactly what we're talking about. I'm gonna say it one more time. He had, I mean, even use uh, just uh, see visual aids, not that it makes a difference, props. but just the props to make it a little clearer for you. You have two korbanot. Okay, I'm not, these are not the korbanot, these are the members. This is Reuven, and this is Shimon. Okay, each one had their respective korban. Yeah, beautiful, each one does their korban Pesach. I like that, like I said, this wasn't the ten korban Pesach. Somehow the korbanot that they had got mixed up. Okay, so now Reuven and Shimon have no idea which one is theirs and which one is not. So what they do is, is Reuven just takes arbitrarily one of the two. We don't know which one he's taking. It's two there to take. Which one he takes one of the two. And Shimon takes one of the two as well. For that matter, uh, Reuven goes to the marketplace. He takes a guy. He brings a guy with him. He says, listen, uh, Mr. Uh, Levy, uh, you're with me, no matter which one of these two is my Qurban. I don't know which one is my Qurban. But wherever my Qurban is, mm-hmm. you're with me. So therefore, the Uman has Levi with him. He got a partner with him. Shimon does the same thing. Shimon says, listen, wherever Yehuda, takes Yehuda from the shoe, Yehuda, 
I don't know which one is my Qurban. But wherever my Qurban is, you're registered on my Qurban. Beautiful. So you have Reuven and Levi standing here in front of one Qurban, and you have Shimon and Yehuda standing there on one Qurban. Beautiful. Now we have the switch. Reuven switches to where Yehuda is, and Shimon switches to where Levi is. Okay, that's the whole key to the case. The original guys now, after they pick their Qurban, switch. they switch over. So now let's discuss Reuven. Reuven sitting with Yehuda. Reuven tells Yehuda over here, right? Reuven tells Yehuda, listen. If originally we picked the right way, which is if originally when we picked, this was my Qurban, and we were right when we picked, so therefore I'm, I'm standing, I'm, I'm on the wrong Qurban now. So you know what? I will desist from where I was, and I will join you. So I'm with you now. Just Yehuda, you, you were always on this. Uh, you were always where, 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 the, where the Qurban of Shimon was. So I'm going to pull off my Qurban, and I'm going to join now you. Uh, if, we were, if we were wrong in the pick, so then this is my Qurban. So then you'll pull off from Shimon's Qurban, and you'll be with me. With me. Shimon does the same exact thing on the other side. Shimon tells Levi, uh, if we picked wrong... Uh, originally, when we picked it, if we picked wrong, so therefore this is my korban over here now. So it's my korban, so you will pull off from uh, Reuven's korban, and, and you will be with me. If we picked right, so I'm in the wrong place now. So therefore, uh, I will pull off from my korban, and I will join with you. That's basically how the case is working. So the Gebarah wants to say, oh, this is not going to be without it. This cannot be going to be with that. Why? Because in these cases over here, it's quite possible, as we just saw, that you'll have the uh, korbanot being eaten by registrants that are not the original registrants. Because the Buddha says, you're allowed to put away from a korban, but you got to keep a korban with an original guy. As long as one guy remains. Hey, in this case over here, where let's say they picked the right ones, exactly, where they picked the right so and now, no, right, they picked right, right, then they went over to the other Qurban, so they got Leuven over here. Leuven says, listen, I picked right, maybe. So therefore, I'm pulling away from that Qurban, and I'm going to join you. So you have Leuven on a Qurban that was not his originally, and he's joining Yehuda now on this Qurban that he also wasn't an original member. They just picked him up after from the ship. Ah, uh, so you see what? This is going like the Biyose. Kibra says, no, no. It's even going like the Biuda. How is it going like the Biuda? Because this guy, which we call Yehuda, he's not considered a new guy. He's considered an original member on the Qurban. How can he be considered an original member on this Qurban? They didn't pick him up till after. Since the Biuda says, minimally you need two guys on the Qurban. So that this guy, he was always destined to be on the Qurban. You needed this guy from the beginning. So therefore, don't think he's considered a new guy. So therefore, when Reuven comes along and says, I'm with you now, I'm with you, you always here. Because we always needed you to be on the Qurban, because you need a minimum of two people. So therefore, the Mishnah can even be going like the Behuda. Oh, mine. I don't want you to get Oh, spent. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Right. Okay, comes the Gibran continues. Comes the Gibran continues. No, I never called. I don't know. Comes the Gibran says, Amar of Ashe. One, two, three, four, five lines on the bottom. Amar of Ashe. Matniti name daika. Our Mishnah is meduyeket like this. How? The Ketani, because if you remember the case of the Mishnah, one of the cases of the Mishnah was, V'chen hamesh chaburot shel hamisha hamisha. One of the cases we had in the Mishnah was, you have five groups of five members in each group. Each group lost their Qurban Pesach. So what do we say in such a case? We said in such a case, now you have 25 guys. Five, 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 five groups of five. So we said, you have to create five new groups. How do you create the five new groups? You take one from every single group. By taking one from every single group, so now, and then each guy takes an arbitrary korban. Each group takes an arbitrary korban. By doing that, for sure, there's at least one original member on each korban. So from the fact that the Mishnah gave such a case, obviously you're trying to 
alleviate this uh, situation of the Yehuda to keep an original member. Why? Because you could have gave a different case. Velo ketani aval shel hamisha ve'arba'a lo. You didn't give a case of hamisha ve'arba'a. Let's say you have four groups of five and one group of four. You didn't give that case. What would be uh, that case? So imagine you have, let's say, uh, group uh, A, B, C, D, right, of five guys, and group E is four guys. Now, in that case, what would you do? So you'd have to take one from each group. So you're going to end up having uh, a group one from group A, one from group B, one from D. You'll end up having four groups of five, and then the fifth group, you're only going to have of four. Okay, now, that fifth group, that you only have four members. Now, where are those four members uh, coming from? From A, B, C, and D. Right? Now, they're going to pick an arbitrary korban. Let's say they pick korban of E. So now you're going to have uh, four guys that pick the korban, and nobody's an original member. So therefore, that's why the Mishnah gave a case of a group of uh, five, of uh, five groups of five. Why? Because guaranteed you'll always have at least one member on the, in the, of the original group. So the Gemara is trying to say, I'll prove it to you that the Mishnah was concerned about uh, Rabbi Yehuda. Because that's why I gave you this case. So the Gemara says, Lav Mishum must be the because in the case we have one group of four, you're not going to have one at least one member remaining. Shma'mina, proof positive that that is the case, that the Mishnah is indeed following the opinion of the B Yehuda. Now, we should point out, we should point out that Rashi over here has a question. We have to analyze this question. Look at Rashi on the first column. It's right across from the Kuteh Rashi. Veresha. Yeah. In the middle of that Rashi first column. It's in the middle of the line there. Veresha. First word on the line is? First word on the line is Harishonim. Hmm. Now, Veresha Deketani. If you remember the first case of our Mishnah that it said, Deba'inan Shiuchlefu. Mikol Habura Lechol HaPesach Which means in the first case of the Mishnah What did we say? We said that Oh, the Gemara says the Mishnah is following Had a half a minute to say the Mishnah is following the Biyosi Because the Gemara wanted to say In its original question Oh, you see what? You don't need original members. In the case of the Uben and Shimon, you don't need original members. So therefore, what do you see from here? We're going like the Biyus says, so long as somebody is registered on the Qurban, mm-hmm. you're okay. Then the Gemara says, no, 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 it's considered like you have original members. But in the half, I mean, of the Gemara, the Gemara wanted to say we're going like the Biyusi. So that she's bothered with the following question. In the case of, the case we just mentioned now, the five groups of the five members of each group. Now, what did we say in the Mishnah? Five groups, five members in each group. Each guy now, we have to have one from each group. Now, why would you have to take one from each group? According to, if you tell me the Mishnah is like going to be Yosei, like how that you don't need one from each group. Just make groups of five. You don't, even if you take the original groups, which is, I don't care if you have an original guy, according to the Biyosei. So long as you just have... A, at all times, members that were designated on the Qurban. So, Rashi's asking a question, how did you think that the Mishnah could be going like to be Yosei? If the Mishnah was going like to be Yosei, why then did you necessitate in the group of the five and five, five groups of five, that you have to have one member of each group to form right. the new groups? According to the B, Yosef, you shouldn't need an original member. You should just keep the same groups that you have. Each one will take a arbitrary Qurban Pesach. And you're okay. Because even if we're not from the original group, we're still always, we were still, uh, the Qurban was never left without a owner. Without an owner. So she says, no, no, no. You're right. Rabbi Yosef, from that standpoint, you don't need an original owner. 
But you will need an original for another point in this case. Why? Because in a case where, let's say you take the uh, original group, the five guys, we're not taking one, 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 one. Mm-hmm. So now what happens, they still have to make a condition with each other. Which means they still have to say, listen, if we got the uh, right korban, one guy tells five, if, the, if, if this is mine, maybe it is, if this is mine, so therefore uh, you're with me, if it's, if it's not mine, I'm with you. Which means they still have to make that condition no matter how. Which means you, you still have to be registered on a korban, <coughs> a korban pesa. You don't have to have an original member, but still you have to make sure that everybody's part of the, the same group. So according to Rashi, he explains like this. What would happen? I'm going to read this inside here. According to the Biyoseh, who requires only that the Pesach not be left ownerless, with the key, the rosters of the five original groups could be preserved. You keep the original five. How? Each group would pick a random Pesach. Like we said, the original five, we each guy picks one. A person in the first group could then declare, if this is my Pesach, fine. If not, I hereby withdraw from my Pesach, and I join this one. And then a guy from the second group will do the same thing, and a guy from the third group will do the same thing, and so on and so forth. So that she says that the reason why we don't allow that according to the BOC is because in order for a new member to join an already existing group, mm-hmm. anyway, what are the guys saying? If I'm, not, if I'm not on part of this group over here, all right, I'm joining you now. You need an original member to invite him. You need an original member to invite him. You cannot have four guys that were never there to tell a new guy, join our group. So therefore, even according to the BOSA, you need an original member, not because of the dean that uh, when everybody pulls out, you've got to keep an original guy. No, in this case over here where you're making a condition, you're going to have to have somebody to invite, invite the guy back, which is the guy who says, if this is not my korban, uh, so therefore, I'm pulling off uh, where I was, and I want to join you. So, so to speak, he needs an invitation. <laughs> the other four guys have to tell him, okay, we'll accept you on our korban. But you need one of those four guys to be an original owner to say, all right, otherwise, who, who can give the guy permission to join? So therefore, the Gebra was just trying to say, don't think that from that case... Uh, it's a proof that it's, the Mishnah is not like Rabbi Yosef. I can tell you the Mishnah is Rabbi Yosef. And the reason why you need an original guy in that case is only for the invitation to the guy and not because of the deen that you have to have an original registered. But the Maskarat, the Gemara, the Gemara wants to say that the Mishnah is even going like Rabbi Yudah because you do have an original registrant and that's why you have the case of five and five is because you wanted one from each group, and by having one from each group, that would be uh, sufficient. And now we begin the tenth Perek, uh, the last Perek of Masechet Pesachim. Arbe Pesachim. And we start the new Mishnah. Arbe or Erev Pesachim Samuch Lemenha on Erev Pesach, close to the time of Menha, Lo Yochal Adam Achet Tachshach. Person should not eat until it gets dark. Basically, tell you Erev Pesach from Menha time, don't eat. Now we have to analyze. First of all, which Menha are we talking about? Are we talking about Menha Gedola or Menha Ketana? Number two, we have to analyze. Lo yochal, don't eat. Don't eat what? Don't anything. You have to fast from uh, this minha time. And until it gets dark. Why until it gets dark? What is this business until it gets dark? Why not until you accept upon yourself the holiday? Now, why can't you accept the holiday early? early? Like and therefore, like you don't want Shabbat. So then we have to analyze this. And furthermore, we have to analyze the first words of the Mishnah, Erev Pesachim. That some have the girsa arbe pesachim. So we have to figure out what's the difference between erev pesachim and arbe pesachim. So let's first discuss the erev uh, pesachim business. If the Mishnah's text is erev pesachim, it makes sense. Erev pesachim meaning the eve of Pesach on every year. 
which means it's not about one year, meaning every year, Erev Pesach, Shel Shanin Harbeh. That's what it means, Erev, the Erev Pesachim of many years. Okay? Now, if you say, uh, well, that would be, uh, forgive me, that would be Arbeh Pesachim. Arbeh Pesachim meaning of every year. Erev Pesach this year, Erev Pesach next year, Erev Pesach two years, so then, however many years. The plurality, Arbeh Pesachim. Many years of Erev Pesach. If you have the text Erev Pesachim, there's two ways to understand it, Tosfot says. We read the top Tosfot. Erev Pesachim, Igarsinan Arbeh Nihav, Igarsinan Erev, Hachika Amar. Erev Sheshochatim Bo, Arbeh Pesachim. The Erev that you slaughter many, Pesachim. There's only one Korban Pesach slaughter on Erev Pesachim. You slaughter many. The whole class is slaughtering. So Erev Pesachim. Iname, Erev Pesach Rishon, Vesheni. Or oh, this is referring to both Erev Pesach. Yeah, Pesach Rishon and Pesach Sheni. So therefore this law applies to the Pesach Sheni as well. So those are the two, two ways to interpret. Again, Arbe Pesachim would mean Arbe Pesachim Shel Kol Shana Vishana. Erev Pesachim. Erev Sheshochatim Bo Pesachim Arbe. Or Erev Pesach Rishon. The Pesach Sheni. So that's the Erev or Arbe Pesachim uh, issue. Samukh la Minha that she holds, we're talking about Minha Ketana. Minha Ketana is the later Minha. That's the Minha that begins nine and a half hours into the day. That's when they actually brought the Qurban Tamid Shil Ben Arbaim. So, for practical purposes, on a perfect day, 6 a.m. sunrise, 6 a.m., 6, a, 6 p.m. sunset, Minha Ketana would be 3.30. But our Mishnah says, Samukh. La Minha, Sabuch would be a half hour before, before that. Before. So that would be the beginning of the tenth hour, which would be three o'clock. So from three o'clock already, you cannot eat. Lo yochal Adam. The question is, Lo yochal what? So that Tosfot, second Tosfot, Lo yochal Adam. I go a couple of lines now. Vim Tomar, Uma Lo yochal. What are you not eating here? Im if it means you're not eating matzah, even before the three o'clock in the afternoon, you can't eat matzah. Anybody that eats matzah on erev pesach, it's as if he has uh, he cohabitates with his arusa in his father's house, which means he jumped the gun when you're rushing. What do you mean that this is not to wait? Wait till the wait till the night, right? Wait till the night. So you can't have matzah even. You cannot have matzah even on the whole Eid of Pesach. V'i b'mine targimah, or maybe it means you just can have like uh, meat and rice and things like that, like uh, other types of food like that. Ha'amar b'gemara, ava metabelu b'mine targimah. The Gemara clearly said that on Eid of Pesach, you can't have uh, regular foods like that, like uh, uh, meat and, uh, and uh, rice, etc. So v'yeshlomar, da'ayri b'matzah ashira. So Tosfor understands the whole Hadush of the Mishnah is talking about Matzah Ashira. What's Matzah Ashira? We call that Egg Matzah. Which is the Matzah that what? You're not Yotzebo on the night of Pesach. You're allowed to eat it on Eid of Pesach. Because you're not Yotzebo with that Matzah on the night of Pesach. So the whole deal of the Mishnah is telling you that from 3 o'clock in the afternoon, from Samukh, the Minha, Ketana, you have to stop eating Matzah Ashira. Telo Asar Birushalmi, Ela Bimatzar Yalatseba, Hobato. Which is the only type of matzah that they forbade to eat on Erev Pesach is the matzah that you can eat on the night of Pesach, matzah that you fulfill your obligation. That's matzah de gila. So therefore, now the Mishnah is getting clearer. Erev Pesach, Samukh Lamilhaketana, Lo Yochal Adam Matzah Ashira, Ajitashar until it gets dark. Now, the question is, uh, why? Why can't he eat uh, egg matzah? So the Rajbam, now we're going to start learning the Pirush of the Rajbam. Uh, you see over here, there's, uh, you have Rashi on top, and you have Rashi's um, grandson, Pirush Rabbeinu Shemuel, Talmid Rashi. This is Rabbeinu uh, Shemuel ben Meir, which is uh, uh, the grandson of Rashi, the Rajbam. So we read his commentary in Masechet Pesachim Tenth Perik. Look at Rashi, Lo Yochal Adam. I'm sorry, Rashbam. Kedesh yochal matzah shel mitzvah le te'avon. 
He says, the whole reason is we want you to be have a hearty appetite when you're eating the matzah so that's the issue over here he told mitzvah, it's a nice mitzvah to be uh, hungry when you eat the matzah, you have an appetite so therefore we don't want you to fill yourself up on Ered Pesach so they tell you, from 3 o'clock stop eating any matzah ashira in order that you don't have a full stomach that's the way the Rajbam learns the Ran learns a little differently the Ran over here says that the issue why you shouldn't eat on Erev Pesach is because we're worried that you might be full, mm-hmm. and when you're going to come to eat the matzah on Leil Pesach, it's going to be considered achila gasa. It's going to be considered a an eating on a full stomach. Now, an eating on a full stomach is not considered Achilah. eating. That's uh, you're, you're stuffed already. You're not interested in eating this over here. You're just stuffing it down your, your throat. That's like I said, achila. So, so it's a big difference between the Rashbam and the Ran. The Rashbam say, yeah, he do the mitzvah. Yeah, it's a nice item. You know, have an appetite. The Ran say, oh no, we're concerned about a more serious thing. That if you're going to be full, you and you're going to sit down and say that on a full stomach and eat this matzah, you're not going to be yourself. Forget about hidur mitzvah. You're not going to be yourself. The mitzvah is going to be achila kasad. That's the machlok lishonim over here. Now, the question is why adshet tashach. When we know you're allowed to accept Shabbat early, for example, so the chaurah, why can't you accept? Pesach early also, except it from, uh, you know, uh, and therefore you start to say that early. So why would it say until it gets dark? It should say, until you're willing to, to start to say that. So Tosfot and Dibur HaMatheel Ajit Tashach proves over here that just like Korban Pesach can only be eaten at night, Matzah and Maror are compared to Pesach, and therefore Matzah can also only be eaten at night, and therefore yeah, you can accept the holiday early, but the deen of eating the Matzah is only Balayla, so therefore it's Ad Shittashach. So that s- settles that issue. Now, it should be pointed out that in the Tosfot Tibura, it says Yochal, he has another issue over here. This Tosfot has an issue like this. He says, what are we concerned about eating on Erev Pesach? We're worried that the guy's going to get uh, full, he's not going to eat the matzah the right way. But the Gemara early in the Masih, clearly said, at the Seder itself, a person is allowed to eat uh, matzah, regular matzah, until he fills himself a little, to eat the matzah of the mitzvah, uh, you know, then he can eat the matzah the mitzvah. So we, we allow the guy at the seder to eat. What do you mean? If we don't allow a guy already from to eat, we're going to let a guy at the seder to eat something before the matzah? It's a kotzikid. If we're telling the guy from 3 o'clock in the afternoon, don't eat. But the Gemara said earlier, at the night of the seder, you can fill yourself up with betzikot shen nukhrim. With the, you know, the regular matzah that was not made for the mitzvah. And then at the end, just make sure you eat a uh, kezayat, let's say, of the matzah shen mitzvah. Hey, what are you talking about? <laughs> at the seder, we're letting the guy eat. So Tosfot says there's a big difference. Early in the afternoon, a person doesn't gauge himself correctly. A guy in the afternoon at 3 o'clock will say, Ah, don't worry, I'll eat now. But I said that I'll be, uh, I'll be okay. Since it's far away, we're concerned that he might Stop. overeat, and he's not going to be able to gauge himself correctly. But at the Seder himself, where he's going to eat the matzah imminently, so in that case over there, we trust the guy that he can eat, uh, you know, uh, a little, and control himself to eat the matzah. So there's a difference between... Erev Pesach and Lila Seder itself. We don't make the guy starve on Lila Seder. He can, he can actually eat. Okay, so that's that. So now we continue the Mishnah. Afilu Ani Shibi Israel, even a poor man of Israel, Lo Yochal, He should not eat on Lila Pesach until he reclines. We know there's a mitzvah on Leil Pesach to recline. That's eating the meal and the matzahs we'll see in Arba Kosot. In the olden days, that's the way the free people, the wealthy people would eat. They would have a couch and, or a bed and they would sit reclining and they would eat in a very, uh, a very hashu or important way, let's say. Not like a poor man 
a poor man doesn't have too much food, and furthermore, he doesn't have a bed or a couch. So he's always eating on the run. However, a rich man, he sits comfortably with leading. So the Mishnah is telling you that even the poor man of Israel, he should not eat on the night of Pesach until he leans. Now, we have to understand what is this afidu? Mm-hmm. Even, even, everybody has to leave. Even uh, the poor man of Israel. So let's read the Rashbam. First wide line. So the Rajbam clearly is telling me the Hidush of the Afilu was that even a poor guy, for some reason I might have thought he doesn't have to lean. No, even a poor guy, you got to lean. Now, why would I, again, what's, you tell me the Hidush in the leaning. What's the Hidush in a poor man leaning? So look at the Tosfot. Because I might have thought maybe the haseba of an ani, it's not considered leaning at all. He doesn't have the proper bed, the pillows, and all that. Maybe, maybe his leaning is not even considered leaning. Even an ani, it leans. Which means, whatever he has, lean accordingly. So the Hadush is, that you might have thought, Hasabat Ani is not considered Haseba, because he doesn't have the equipment. Whatever he has, lean accordingly. Or some Yishonim say, since an Ani doesn't lean all year round, so for him, this is not a, a, a normal way of eating, so you might not uh, think that his leaning is considered Derkharutis. Ani, they're not accustomed to this. Even the Ani has got to lean to act like a free man. That's one way of learning the Mishnah. Continue to Some say, no, this Fa'afidu Ani Shabi Israel is not going on leaning. The va'afilu ani shabi Israel is going on what we just said. Lo yochal adam adshet tashach va'afilu ani shabi Israel. Period. Meaning, a regular guy. Okay, stop eating from three o'clock. The hadush is that even a poor guy's got to stop eating from three o'clock. What's the hadush in the poor guy? He hasn't eaten for two days, the poor guy. Mm-hmm. So you might think, oh, the poor guy, the guy's starving, uh, he can eat. No, no, no. Even a poor guy should be Israel, lo yochal. So therefore the Mishnah is right again. Lo yochal adam ad ve'afilu be Israel. Even a poor man of Israel, he should not eat until it gets dark. Let's read that in the, in the Tosfot. Let's read the Tosfot. Let's read the Tosfot. So those are the two ways to learn that uh, statement of the Mishnah. Now we continue. And they should not diminish from him the four cups of yayin. Who's they? Who's they? They should not diminish from him. So the Mefarshim understands it, Ashbam clearly says, is going on the Gabbayat Sadaqah, the uh, ones that dispense the charity. Halakha says that the Gabbayat Sadaqah obligated to make sure that the poor people have the uh, means for Pesach. So the Mishnah is talking to the charity uh, dispenser. They say, listen, <laughs> make sure that when you're giving out the funds for Pesach, that you make sure that every Ani has at least four cups of wine. That's the <laughs> Now, the Mishnah does not tell us where this obligation of the four cups come from. The Gemara just assumes you have to drink uh, four cups. Uh, where's the Hayuv? So both the Tosfot and uh, the Rajbam cite uh, the Yerushalmi that says that the four Kosot are based on the four Lishanot of Geula that are mentioned in Parashat Ba'ira where it says Ve'hotseti, Ve'hitsalti, Ve'ga'alti, Ve'lakahti which means since there were four terminologies used 
uh, in the redemption of Egypt, there are four different stages. So therefore, for each stage of the redemption, we drink one course. That's the Yerushalmi's source for the Arba Kosot. So now they're telling you that the Gabayat Tzedakah, they have to make sure that the Ani has. Now, the Rashbam here, let's read Velo Yifchatulo. It is... Second wide line. Second wide line. Gabayat Tzedakah, that's the Gabayat Tzedakah that are giving the Aniyim. Kedeknan, in Poatim Naniyya Ovir Makum. Alma, Lishnat de Lol Yifhatu, a Gabayat Tzedakah Ka'e. Good. Now Rajbam says a Hadush. The Wadin Nami'im Lo Yitinulo, let's say they didn't give him. Shit Sadiq Shi'azor Bechol Koho Aharav. Oh, Don't think he's exempt. If the, if the charity guys didn't give him uh, money for the four kosot, he's got to make every effort to get, to get the four kosot. <laughs> the Mishnah discussed in the normal situation where the Gabayat Tzedakah normally would give him the uh, four kosot. Now, the Befashim explained, and the Rajbam, actually the next Rajbam says, that if they don't give him, he has to even go and sell his clothes, sell his shoes, sell his clothes, Ani, in order to get Fokosot. That's how far he has to go. So there's a uh, famous question the Hafez Chaim has on this uh, Rajbam. Uh, in the Biur Halakha, he questions, he says, we, have, we know a rule that there's a certain uh, limit how much you have to spend on a positive commandment. Even on a mitzvah deoraita like lulav or uh, tefillin, you don't have to become destitute to go buy a mitzvah. There's a certain cap. Here when it comes to Arbakosot, sell your shoes, sell your clothes. Where do you see such an obligation? So the Hafez says a tremendous hadush. He says, yes, on a regular guy that's a rich guy, let's say that has money, he does not have to become poor in one shot by buying a pair of tefillin. Let's say the pair of tefillin is going to cost him an amount of money where if he pays it in one shot, he's going to go from regular guy to become now a poor guy. There's no obligation. There's a cap. However, here, we're talking about the guy's poor already. We're talking about Ali already. So he's not going from uh, rich to poor. He's going from Poor to poorer, which means if it's not going to change your status in your, your class, then already you got to spend all sorts of money. And therefore, it's not only by Makosot, Tefillin, Lulav as well. Where did they say you don't have to spend? You don't have to become, you don't have to become a poor man for a mitzvah But if you're a poor man already, so what's the difference? You're becoming poor or poorer? Then already you have to spend all your funds. They just didn't want you to become poor in one shot. That's the way they learn. Now the last line of the Mishnah says, Va'afilu min ha-tamhoi. Even from the tamhoi. What do these words mean? What is a tamhoi first? Tamhoi was a big bowl that they used to go around the charity collectors to the rich people and everybody would donate food and they would put it in this big bowl. Then they would go to the Aniyim and the Aniyim would take from the Tamhui. Now, the Tamhui is a special charity designated for the very destitute people that don't even have food for two meals. Which means if a guy has in his pocket food for two meals, he cannot take from the Tamhui. He can take from a different tzedakah. Called the kupa, but the tamui is designated for guys that are down and out that have nothing. So the Mishnah is saying over here, va'afilu min tamui, and even from the tamui. How do we understand this statement? So let's read the Rashba. Rashbam, va'afilu, va'afilu who mitpanes mitamui shel tzedakah. Even if you have a guy on the tamui level. So Rajbam learns, even a guy, the lowest of the Aniyim, on Tamhui, he's got to get somehow the Abakosot. How? Sell his clothes, sell himself out, borrow money, 
You have no choice. That's the way Hashbam learns the Afilu. According to the Tosfot, Tosfot learns the Afilu, which means even if by uh, going out and buying the Arba Kosot, it's going to put you on the Tamhoi, which means the guy's got two Saudot. I'm good, I'm not going to collect from the Tamhoi, but I don't have Arba Kosot. So he's going to have to sell his two Saudot now or one of them to even. get Arba Kosot. So I feel even at Tamhoi, even if it's going to cause you now to have to go on to Tamhoi, go on it. Why? Because Talba Kosot is the mitzvah. So those are the two ways of learning that filu minat tamhoi. Which either it means even a poor man that's already on tamhoi get Talba Kosot somehow. Or a filu, if it's going to put you on the tamhoi, go on the tamhoi and buy the Arba Kosot. Mm-hmm. Now, it should be pointed out that in the Tosfot of Lo Yifhatulo Ma Arba Kosot, won't read it inside, but I will tell you what the Tosfot's point is over here. It's a very interesting point he has. When the Mishnah says, Velo lo, they should not diminish from him. What about his family? This guy's got a wife. This guy's got, uh, you know, children. It's master, if you want to be precise, in the sort of the Mishnah, Velo lo, that the obligation of the Gabayet that comes only to give the Balabayet. The Ani, the father, the head of the household. And what about everybody else in the house? So Tosfot wants to prove from here, we might be able to say that you only need one kos, and Shomeya Ka'oneh, just like you have by Kiddush. Huh? Balabayit makes the Kiddush, not everybody has to drink. The Balabayit drinks a Rivyayit, and uh, everybody just says, so could be, but Arbat Kosot is the same thing. You just give the host, uh, the, the head of the household, four Kosot, he drinks them all, they answer Amen to the Beracha, and they come. Tosfot entertains this uh, scenario very seriously. But then he says, you could say, really, no. You could say, maybe the reason why I said law is because maybe his kids were minors. Well, how do you know the case in the Mishnah? Maybe he didn't have a wife. Maybe we'll talk about the, the guy himself. You can't prove from the word law that the other kids, other guys in the house like don't have to drink. So therefore, those foot goes back and forth and he comes out. Lachin, uh, you read the last line of the, the last line of those foot. Lachmir ulatzlik arbaq kosot lecholehad. To play it safe, better to give each uh, member of the house his own course in order to uh, be Yotzeh the Mitzvah according to that. So those are basically the uh, understandings of our uh, Mishnah. Now, comes the Gemara. <coughs> now basically the question of the Gemara is going to be one question here today. Our Mishnah went out of its way to say the law of not eating is a law to eat of Pesach. Why? Matzah, Te'avon, the whole thing. The Gabbara is going to say, hey, why don't you only pick Pesach? Why don't you pick Eid of Shabbat as well? Because the law is also, on Eid of Shabbat also, in the afternoon, from in hard time, you can't eat. In order that you come to the Saudat Shabbat, but Te'avon. So therefore, why is the Mishnah... Only discuss Erev Pesach. The Mishnah should say, Arbe Pesachim ve'arbe Shabbatot. Tell me uh, both cases. Now, Tosfot says, what kind of question is that? Tosfot, exactly. We're learning Masechet Pesachim over here. We're not learning Masechet Shabbat. Exactly Tosfot's question. So Tosfot answers, yeah. even though we're learning Masechet Pesachim, since Shabbat comes once a week, you don't leave uh, uh, such a tendir case and discuss, you know, a once in a year case. Yeah, you tell me the, the obvious. Okay. So the Gebra says, My idea, Arbe Pesachim, why did the Mishnah choose as an illustration? Arbe Pesachim, Afilu Arbe Shabbatot Vyamim Tovim Nameh. Even Arbe Shabbatot, for that matter, Erev Yom Tov. Erev Yom Tov Sukkot, Erev Yom Tov Shavuot, which means there's other cases that you have to also limit your eating in the afternoon. The time, how do you know that? Because we have a bright Lo yochal adam ba'arbe shabbatot ve'yamim tovim Mena menha ul ma'ala Kedesh yikanes shabbat Kishut ava A person should not eat from menha time And up Menha kitanagin we're assuming On Eid of Shabbat So he can come into the Shabbat meal When he has an appetite Divre Rabbi Yehuda 
רבי יוסי אומר, אוכל והולך עד שתחשך. רבי יוסי זה נראה. ערב שבת, you can eat until it gets dark. No obligation. רבי יוסי makes a חלוק between פסח and שבת. פסח, יא במצווה דאורייתא מצה. המצווה דאורייתא, different story. Eating the meals on Shabbat, it's possible that it's only midvre sofrim, and therefore we're not going to be so strict. Okay, but leave it to be yourself. According to the view of the Abbot, there's no difference between Shabbat and Pesach. So the Gemara says, "Amar Avuna lo tzricha el to be yourself." Damar ochel v'odech atchitachshach. Okay, I'm mishnas. Obviously, don't like to be yourself, and therefore only erev Pesach you have the restriction of. סמוך למנחה, but on ערב שבת, no, that's what the Mishnah only chose the case of, ערב פסח, and not ערב שבת, because the Mishnah is going like, the Biyosin, that says by ערב שבת you can go, until the night, why? The Gemara explains, הלי מילא בערבי שבת טוב ימים טובים, why could you eat until it gets dark, on ערב שבת, and ערב יום טוב, where the eating is not considered a, מצווה דאורייתא, אבל בערב הפסח, משום חיובה זה מצה, then he is modeh, he agrees that what? You have to stop eating the iftah. The papa amar, the papa says, I'll give you another answer. Afilu tema Rabbi Yehuda. I can even tell you the Mishnah is Rabbi Yehuda. What do you mean? How come didn't say Shabbat? Hatam ba'arbe'e Shabbatov yamim tovim mena mincha ulmala huda asur. Samukh le mincha shareh. אבל בערב הפסח אפילו סמוך למנחנה מאסור. ערב שבת it's only אסור. I mean if you looked at that brighter that we call it. מן המנחה ולמעלה. What does מנחה ולמעלה mean? From 3.30. משעקן on ערב פסח it says סמוך למנחה it's 3 o'clock. So therefore we can even say the משתה זכור לגבי יהודה. Ere Pesach is special that you even get a half hour preempting than the normal Shabbatot. So that's the way the Gemara wants to answer according to Rabbi Yehuda. So comes the Gemara and says, Ere Shabbat, Samukh le Minhashare. Let's just hold it. You think Rabbi Yehuda is Matir Ere Pesach, Samukh, Ere Shabbat to eat at 3 o'clock? Meaning it only starts at 3.30? That's not so. The Gemara is going to prove now from a Braita that Rabbi Yehuda holds that Erev Shabbat is also Samuch. It's also Samuch. So the Gemara says, We have a clear Braita. Lo yochal adam be'erev Shabbat v'yamim tovim metesha sha'ot unma'ala. Metesha sha'ot would be from 3 o'clock. So Samuch, Kedesh yikanes to Shabbat, Kishu tevat debre, Rabbi Yehuda. Now Rabbi Yosei Omer, Rokhev Olech, Ad Shitachshach. Fine, but according to Rabbi Yehuda, clearly he's saying what? It's 3 o'clock. So then we're back to the question. We're back to the question. The Mishnah cannot be Rabbi Yehuda, because there is no difference between Shabbat and Pesach. Ere Pesach. So Amar Morzutra, so Morzutra comes along and says, Man le malad de metaretztai. You ask me a question on this Braita. Who told you this Braita is even legitimate? Who told you this Braita is even credible? Why? Dilma mishabishtai. Maybe there's a mistake in the Braita. Meaning maybe the Braita was supposed to say nine and a half. It said nine, maybe it's supposed to say nine and a half. And if it's nine and a half, it's three thirty. There's a difference. Or the Rashbam says, maybe it, maybe it should have said, Minam minha'ul ma'ala. And then someone interpreted it. Didn't we say in the first bright, in the first bright that we quoted, it also said the words, Minam minha'ul ma'ala. Minam minha'ul ma'ala means from minha'at time. And, and, uh, and on, and therefore maybe this over here, Misa Mirhaim means 3.30. So who told you that this Braita is even legitimate, that you come in and ask a question and you're telling me, oh, it says nine hours, which means three o'clock, and therefore the Mishnah cannot be like the Biyuda. Who told you, first of all, show me the Braita is credible. So the Gabbanah says, what do you mean? Amale more more, v'etima rav yemar, he says, listen, I'll show you what's credible. He says, I was once at the Shi'ur of Rav Pinhas, the son of Rav Ameh. The Tana got up in the Shi'ur. He said over this Braita in front of the Rabbi. 
He accepted it. So therefore, if, if, if there was any problem with the Braita, the rabbi would have told him, hey, don't call the Braita. That's a shibush. So the Gemara says, clearly, it's a credible Braita. Oh, so if it's a credible Braita, Iyache Kasha. So we have a Kasha now. Because what's the Kasha? Because if you tell me that we have the Braita that says, Samuch, Meaning three o'clock on Shabbat. Uh, so why did the Mishnah say uh, only Pesach? I should have said even Shabbat, Erev uh, Shabbat. Shabbat. You got to go back to Ravuna's answer that you're right. The Mishnah cannot be going like Rabbi Yehuda. The Mishnah can only be going like Rabbi Yosef. Meaning that Rabbi Yosef holds that only by Erev Pesach is a need of Samuch, but by Erev Shabbatot, even Achit Tashach, and really according to Rabbi Yehuda, there is no difference between Erev Pesach and Erev Shabbatot. Both cases are Samuch, and now you can, just like this Brayta said, B'Teshach Shaol, the first Brayta as well, when it said, Samuch le Minha, no, Minha, Minha Lomala. You have to explain that when it says it also means because you have to make the Yehuda consistent. So the Yehuda really holds everything is Samuch. You had a bride that said Erev Shabbat that clearly says means Samuch and therefore the Yehuda cannot be the Mishnah. It is indeed the Yehuda.